hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. Hello and welcome back to Highway to Hoover, a production of SEC Extra over at D1Baseball.com. I'm your host, Joe Healy, joined not by my usual trusty sidekick, Mark Etheridge, but a couple of folks from Big Blue Nation. I am joined by Kentucky baseball play-by-play man, Darren Hedrick, and former Kentucky, well, current Kentucky legend, former Kentucky pitcher, (laughs) Darren Dub Williams. To avoid confusion on this podcast, I will refer to Darren Hedrick as Darren. I will refer to Darren Williams as Dub. (laughs) Yeah, as I direct questions. Uh, First, first, uh, well, let me let me intro you guys a little bit first. These these guys co-host the Behind Kentucky Baseball podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Fantastic listen. Um, they recently had an episode up um, with one of my favorite players in college baseball, Devin Burks. That guy's electric. I'll ask you guys a little bit about him later in the show. But Mason Moore, right, was on that episode as well? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so check that out wherever you get your podcast. Great stuff from those guys. Really enjoying that content in the college baseball offseason, which I think we can all agree is entirely too long. So um, first off, uh, confirm or deny that your original working title for the podcast was something along the lines of the Double D podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Should we confirm that? Can't confirm that. Can't confirm that. <laughs> okay. We've fair had enough. a couple of different working titles. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Fair enough. I, I appreciate, uh, I understand where you're coming from there. Um, note for the listeners, they were smiling as they said that. Um, That's right. So tell me a little bit about whoever wants to take this. Tell me a little bit about uh, how this podcast partnership came to be. Honestly, I think it's it's a cool concept. It's always, I think, good to get the player perspective, and then you know, Darren, your perspective from from the booth. I think that's a cool like two sides of that coin there. So tell me a little bit about how this project came to be. If I remember right, Dub, I think it was your idea, and we just kind of ran with it. Yeah, I think uh, we were on the bus to Columbia, Missouri. I think yeah. this was in 2022, and on the bus rides is seven hours long. Mm-hmm. Nolan McCarthy, current outfielder for the cats was always my seat partner. And, you know, me and Nolan can talk all day long. And we sat right behind Darren Hendrick up in front. And so we were just chatting for like four hours. And we were like, dude, we, we can start a podcast like with us three. And then Nolan's playing now. He was our guest on uh, an episode recently. Yeah, it'll yeah. be out soon. It'll be out soon. But uh, me and Darren just like chatted about it last year during the year um, and then this summer we met a time or two I live in Lexington so I'm like 10 minutes away from the ballpark and uh, yeah we we got it rolling and everything so far that we've heard from listeners players guests yeah good stuff and uh, everyone's really enjoying it so it's been a lot of fun. Dub has has the idea of being in media broadcasting all that because I, I know you're also potentially interested in getting into doing some some color work and I know you, for the fall games, you you were doing that. Um, so is that something that's always kind of interested you? Or was it more about like, because of you getting to know Darren a little bit, you got a little bit of visibility to that and it started to to put that nugget of an idea in your mind? I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, you know, once you're done playing, you definitely want to stay in the game. Um, besides Major League Baseball, there's no other passion for baseball in 
the U.S. other than SEC baseball, like it's second to none. Uh, so having a small part of that for, you know, the school I played for, the dream school, um, is a great idea, something I'm interested in. I, I love doing the podcast if it evolves into calling games for Kentucky and then down the road maybe, you know, some big, other big-time games, then I'd love to, you know, take a crack at it. But I, I honestly I had a great time with this scrimmages talking with this guy the entire time so if he wants me in the radio booth i'll kick it with him hey absolutely yeah absolutely darren give me the uh give me the scouting report on on dub as a color man what do you what do you got yeah oh man well my favorite thing is his passion and his energy and the fact that he knows these guys so one of my favorite things to do is to make these players human beings to the listener. I don't want them to just be Nolan McCarthy, number 19, that plays outfield for Kentucky. What, why is Nolan McCarthy a baseball player? What's he like to do? And you factor in those stories. Maybe some of them have interesting backgrounds or roads to Kentucky, such as a Hunter Gillum last year. And Darren knows these guys better than I do. Dub, he, he's in the locker room with these guys. So he can tell me some stories that maybe I didn't even know. And in this podcast, my favorite part is the guys are relaxed because Dub is with us, so they know he's not going to ask them a tough question. And you can start getting more stories out of these guys. They open up, and it, it becomes a lot more fun. That, that's an opportunity for I you. Mean, they, they're always ahead, relaxed. This, this guy's on the road with us. You know, he's at all the practices and stuff, so he's always around. It, it's really a relaxed setting, the mm-hmm. podcast. And I, I would assume all your – radio interviews with the guys like it's Most very, of them. Yeah, yeah it's really relaxed it's a lot of fun we all know each other pretty well so it's a good dynamic from a program perspective too i think it's a good i it's a good idea to get some of those players some of that experience one of one of my pet peeves in in, in college baseball college, i assume this is a co- larger college sports issue too but i don't cover the other sports but is shielding the players from media and like I get it on some level right you know kid just gave up a walk-off home run you don't want to just stand in between you know that, like that's not a great but I, I mean generally speaking right. because look especially in the SEC these players come to these schools because they want to play in the big leagues right and like you can't avoid it in the big leagues so that to me that's part of your training is mm-hmm. getting to get understanding how the media works talking to media understanding sure, how to say something interesting without being incriminating or throwing somebody under the bus or whatever it is. And so that is one of my pet peeves that I feel like coaches sometimes feel like that's not important. And I I, I get it on some level, but it is kind of nice. So I say all that to say, like, I I do think from a program perspective, I, I do think it is a good opportunity for some of Kentucky's players to get a little bit of visibility to that and do the podcast in a long form setting, right. Um, and get them a little mm-hmm. more comfortable with that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and you think about this new era of college athletics, I think it's even more critical for these athletes to get their name and, and their brand really out into the public because it could help maybe secure an NIL deal or help the programs get them an NIL deal. And it just, it, it endears them to the fan base. Everybody gets to know them. You start rooting for them. And we, we had fan favorites on this team last year because of their availability and the way they signed autographs. They did interviews. They talked to fans. And BBN really embraced this team last year. And by the time we got to the the regionals, man, this place was sold out. Ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah, it's the uh, the old, you know, if you, if, if you win games and if you build it, they will come. I mean, that's just. Uh, that's right. Yeah. And they did. Um, speaking <laughs> of which. Um, Dub, tell me a little bit about what last year's ride was like. I mean, um, the team playing as well as it did, you getting the opportunity to be a part of it for for one last ride. Um, I imagine that had to be 
a, a little bit of a whirlwind, but now coming out of it, I have to imagine it's one of those things that, that you realize is just going to be one of those core memories you have for the rest of your life. No doubt. I mean, back before 2023, 2022, I'm tearing my elbow, you know, a little before halfway point against Ole Miss. Um, and then you spend all summer last year here rehabbing, you know, not even throwing until August. Um, the light throw all fall. And then you're staying, I'm staying here over winter break, um, training, rehabbing, throwing continuously um, with just me and Coach Roselle or our athletic yeah. trainer, Richie Wells, sometimes by myself. And then to come out and opening day, get back on the mound, it was unbelievable for me. What a eight-month journey a rehab from a torn UCL was. Uh, absolutely pushed the limit on that and uh, <laughs> succeeded. We lose on opening day, and you're like, is it even worth it? Like, we lost to Elon. You know, they had a really good crafty lefty pitcher just carve us up, and we were all like, are we even any good? Um, and then shortly after, roll off 17, yeah. 18 wins in a row, just not sweep Mississippi State here, opening weekend of SEC play. Go down to Alabama, win the first two. We lost on Sunday, but it was really close. And we really found out, you know, we're all from different places. We maybe don't have as much experience. Uh, we do rely on some young pitchers. But we've got a really good team. We've got a really good team uh, in, the, in our walls. And I know a lot of people don't believe that right now, but we believe that. Um, and you saw the confidence grow as we got into SEC play. We started rattling off wins. I think we started 8-1, 9-1. Something like that. We beat LSU on the road. They were number one, um, and, and the confidence grew. And then by the back half of the season, you know, your entire time at Kentucky, I played the first game at KPP, the first one back in 2019. Um, and to see this place full of fans screaming and yelling for the Cats to win a baseball game, it, it felt like the best college football atmosphere at Kroger Field. It felt like a Rupp Arena Saturday night against Tennessee, like it was nuts. And to see that with the baseball program, um, it really, I give a lot of credit to our athletic director, Mitch Barnhart, Coach Minch for, you know, staying the course with it, believing that we can do this here. Uh, and, you know, looking forward to building off it. No doubt. 2024. I, I, I think 2023 will be a year and a run that not only has shaped my life, um, but the people, the fans, of the program is going to be a core memory for everyone of that weekend winning the Lexington regional. No doubt. It's funny how uh, you kind of look back on things. Cause I was there for that Elon series. And I remember that opening day. Oh yeah. That opening day game. And, and um, now you look back on it and like, not only was a Elon good, but also, you know, mm -hmm. Shea Sprague that left you refer to dub is transferred to North Carolina. So like, you know, right. very, very hindsight, good arm. Yeah. Very good arm. <laughs> like in hindsight, not a lot of shame in that two nothing loss. It just happens, yeah. you know, right. um, Darren, for, from your perspective in, in the booth last year, as this thing started to kind of click and started to get rolling and you could see the confidence as dub refers to, what do you remember about those moments when you, when you started to think that, Hey, we, we might actually have a little something here. You know, I, I always go back to the three-game series at Southern Illinois because at that point in the year, Kentucky was winning baseball games, but they really weren't putting away their opponents. They were having to survive eighth and ninth inning rallies. And I remember Coach Mingione really harped on his team like, hey, guys, we're winning, but we've got to finish. We've got to put away teams when we get the opportunity. And they come out against Southern Illinois and just wallop the Salukis. 
I think it was the Sunday game that finale where you guys run ruled them in Carbondale. And from that point forward, you sweep Mississippi State and then you go to Alabama and win two out of three. And Alabama was a really good baseball team last year. And then you come home and sweep Missouri and it's like, okay, this group's got something. But let's see how they do in the bright lights when they have to go to Alex Box Stadium or Lindsey Nelson Stadium in Knoxville. And they were able to stem the tide in those series. They were able to take at least one. So they kept the math right. And I was just impressed with how this team held it together, even through the toughest part of the back half of that SEC schedule. And then by the time it got to the regional, it's like, I I don't see this team losing the regional at home. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, well, and and I think it really spoke to some of the things that I've heard about, about this team. Y'all know this better than I, that, that it it was a team, right? Capital T Mm -hmm. team and uh, the resiliency there in that, you know, you kind of get behind the eight ball in the regional. Right. And, and so, and that's one of the hardest thing. I don't care if you're the, the host team or if you're the two, whatever it is having to come back to win the two games in the regional final is just one of the hardest things to do. Um, you know, so th- yeah, th- I, I felt especially like that the way of... we lost, especially the way we lost that game. Oh yeah. Saturday the heartbreaker. Like, yeah. We were up three to one. They hit a three run bomb in this yeah. seventh or eighth out of one of them. Yeah. And went yeah. ahead. We lost four to three, like heartbreaking loss. Um, that was, that was a tough one, but bounce back yep. up to the next day. Dub, what do you see when you've looked at the 2024 team? kind of a there's there's a lot of carryover in terms of the roster but also some some new guys sprinkled in so what do you see as the similarities between this team and that team I, I think the carryover the word that you used you know Devin Burks Mason Moore Nolan McCarthy James McCoy you have guys who have been there before and done it Travis Ryan, Smith Ryan Smith Travis Smith Ryan Waldschmidt like you have a lot of pieces on the team that were big parts of one of the best teams in the history of Kentucky baseball. And so it's not only those guys getting better, it's those guys teaching the freshmen how to win. It's teaching the transfers, hey, you might be a transfer, but you can play yeah. in the SEC. You know, and realizing what it takes to win, how to survive the ups and the downs of a season. Your better players on this team were good players and better players on the team last year and mm-hmm. key components. So that carryover is big and then you know, you saw some of the new guys pitch, Trey Poozer, Ben Cleaver, you know, Ryan or Rittenberger, Lopez, Nicholson, some of these transfers we got, they might not be the D one baseball one through five transfer players, but they're really, really good ball players yeah. that will help us win. Um so I'm really excited. I think we've got a really good team, really intriguing team. Um and I, I don't know if we'll surprise as many people because of what we did last year, I think there will be a higher expectation for this year's team. Um, but I think it's one that can compete for getting to Omaha, truly. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned not sneaking up on people. That was definitely a theme of last year. I had so many phone calls, let's just say around like mid-March, early April, oh, yeah. where, you know, uh, if, from people inside and outside of the SEC that simply the question was like, what do you got on Kentucky? <laughs> you know, yeah, just like, yeah. <laughs> because I think there was yeah. a lot of, a lot of people who were just skeptical of it and and not just skeptical because of the, the track record, right? I mean, it four years or whatever since a regional, but also just that you were doing it differently. Right. And I think, oh, you know, yeah. we see baseball get played one way and then doing something different. People go, well, wait a minute, this can't work. Like if this would work, everybody would do it, you know? Um, anyway. Yeah. So yeah, that was always an interesting part of, of last year. And the, Darren, the thing about it was go ahead. the team saw that, like yeah. we're on our phones. We see the social media. It's like, 
some random college baseball account. Oh, I don't believe in Kentucky. There's no way. And it, the ability to tune that out and really mm-hmm. just focus on us one day at a time. Be like, hey, just find a way to win today. Find us a lead in the seventh or eighth. That's inning. right. Do something small in the second inning. Win that inning. Like, very focused through. For a, a, the age we're in with you know social media, so many distractions, that team was very, very focused. And yeah. a lot of credit you know, to everyone in that locker room. Hey, everyone. We're going to take a quick break from our discussion to hear a couple ads from our sponsors. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. Are you struggling to lower your bad LDL cholesterol, even though you may be taking a statin, swapping steaks for salads, and exercising while listening to this podcast? Ask your doctor if Repatha Evolocumab is right for you. With Repatha, you can dramatically reduce bad cholesterol and the risk of another heart attack while enjoying life, too, because you're human. And with convenient self-administration, you can take Repatha in the comfort of your own home. Do not take Repatha if you're allergic to it. Repatha can cause serious allergic reactions. Signs include trouble breathing or swallowing, or swelling of the face. Most common side effects include runny nose, sore throat, common cold symptoms, flu or flu-like symptoms, back pain, high blood sugar and redness, pain, or bruising at the injection site. Visit Repatha.com or call 1-844-REPATHA. Talk to your doctor today about Repatha. Darren, what do you see as, as the questions that you have about this team that you think coming back in January... Um, you're going to be most interested to see what plays out. You know, I think the two biggest things for me is, number one, how do you replace a center fielder like Jackson Gray, the speed at third base of Jace Felker, who stole all those bases for you last year? You know, how healthy and how quickly do Grant Smith and Ryan Waldschmidt recover and get back into the lineup? The other thing, too, is like we've talked about, last year's team had such I call it that golden chemistry. You don't see it very often where it is a true team and everybody's pulling it in the same direction. Does this group have that same mentality, that same motivation to pull everybody together and make it? It's us in this room against everybody else. And I'll be interested to see everything I've seen so far tells me they can, but I'll be interested to see how that goes in the spring. Dub, anything to add there just from your perspective, seeing the team from an outsider's perspective now? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot different when you're uh, not watching every single practice. Um, like like Darren was saying, the chemistry for sure. I I also am worried about two of our best players, you know, having mm-hmm. injuries, Grant and Waltzman. Um, from everything I've heard and talked to them, everything's going good. Yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, you, it's hard to bounce back off an injury and play an SEC level caliber baseball. Right. So those two getting healthy will be huge. Um, definitely the thing that I'll be watching for the first month of this season before SEC play is, okay, is Waldy and Grant healthy? Are they good? Are they going to be ready by the time Georgia rolls into town? And then the pitching staff staff depth for me. You know, it, it's the Poozers. It's um, the transfers, the freshmen. Are we going to have a lot of depth? Or are we going to be very reliant on Travis Smith and Mason Moore to carry us? 
and can they reproduce what yeah. they did last year? It's very tough, and it's very tough to reproduce that for 19 weeks. Mm-hmm. If you're where Kentucky is now, okay, you got to a super cool. Can you do it again? Can you get to Omaha? It's like it's not going to happen if you just have two stud pitchers. Like we need 10 to 12 really quality arms that can carry us through a whole week's worth of innings. So seeing the pitching depth early and the health of those two guys is what I'll be watching for. And by the time Georgia rolls into town, I think we'll have a much better understanding of how those two question marks look. And hopefully we have answers that we like. When, when I get asked about who the, you know, well, or even when I've asked about who the straw that stirs the drink for Kentucky is the last couple of years, people inside the program and outside the program point to, to Devin Burks at catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and coach no Minge it says, you know, is just glowing about, uh, you know, what he brings to the table, not just in terms of his tools, but vocal leadership, um, being charismatic, being a guy that, you know, everybody kind of rallies behind. So tell me a little bit about uh, dub. Tell me a little bit about Devin Burks, the, the teammate and what makes him special in that way. I've never seen a person in such a good mood every single day when he walks into the facility at 745 in the morning. Like, the energy he brings, always with a smile on his face, always doing everything with swag. Like, he's just, he's got the charisma and the personality to be an everyday catcher. Yeah. Um, And I think that'll transfer good for pro ball for him because, you, I mean, he leads the team. He truly leads the team. Every day at practice, he's bringing the energy. Um, every single time he's catching a bullpen, he's energetic about it. He might have just hit for an hour, and now he has to catch bullpens. And it might be some freshman that might not pitch very much for us this year, and he's pumped up to do it. Um, he's so passionate about the game, and it's not work for him to be at the field. Yeah. So if he has to put in an hour of extra work on his own, like he's happy to do it. He's been doing it for three years now since I've known him. And he was the same guy in 2022 yes he, he made his name at the sec tournament went absolutely nuclear in five yeah. games at the sec tournament carried us to the semifinals but he was before that when he was on the bench like he was that same guy and then he got his opportunity as a redshirt freshman took off with it and hadn't looked back since i think he's going to be a household he is already a household name in lexington yeah um probably the sec too i think he's going to be a household name in the country by the time the year's over I will get on him, though. He hits so many balls to the wall that hits the wall. Like, let's get in the weight room this winter and let's hit some more nukes. Yeah, it's 18 doubles with nine home runs. We need to oh my God. flip that doubles number. Doubles machine. Doubles yeah. machine, man. Yeah. Yeah. One of one of my real goals um, in life, I mean this sincerely, is every time I every time I see Devin Burks, you know, it's the same thing. It's smiling. It's charisma. It's all that stuff. Okay. Is I just, I desperately want to be friends with Devin Burks. Like, that's really <laughs> high on my Really good friend. It just Not seems hard. like a guy that I'd like to have around my around my life. Um, so we'll, we'll see Absolutely. what I can do in the 2024 season. <laughs> um, last thing before we move on to some uh, very important Thanksgiving topics. Um, and I, I'm not going to hold your feet to the fire and make you pick one. So feel free to throw out half a dozen names if you want. Uh, we'll start with you, Darren, then we'll go to Dub. Uh, okay. Do you have any picks to click in 2024? It could be Ooh. a returning guy. It could be a new guy. It can be someone you think is ready to take a big jump. I'll tell you what, while you guys ruminate, I will go first because I, I've okay. got it as well. Let's hear it. Mine is Nolan McCarthy. And because I think he's a guy who in the, in the windows we've seen has done some nice things, right? You look at his numbers last mm-hmm. year and in a, in a, let's call it two thirds regular role I, I, is what I'd kind of call it. He did some nice things. He hit like what, like two ninety. you know, he, he, he showed some ability in the outfield. Um, but 
I look at him as like a guy who really could be like a five tool kind of guy who could be a guy who hits some bombs, who steals some bases, who provides some value defensively. And then I'm not sure how I could have, some of this is being colored by the fact that I was there for the Moorhead state exhibition and he hit two home runs, like that cut through like that nasty (laughs) misting rain on a cold day in Washington. Right. right? So that's coloring some of this, but he's just a guy when you, you look at him, physically like getting off the bus you're like okay that looks like what it's supposed to look like and then you see him run around the outfield or you see him see him take bp and you're like okay that's what that's supposed to look like and to this point um he hasn't totally put it all together but i I think there's star power there if he can put all that together and he's going to get an opportunity with as you mentioned ryan waldschmidt being out at least for a little bit early in the season like they're going to be leaning on him to to play every day in the outfield so he's going to get an opportunity to, to show it and and to, to show that he has a little bit of star power in him. So that's mine um, that comes to mind first anyway, but I'm curious to see what you guys think. Um, you know what? I think James McCoy is a guy that we could take, see, take a step forward. He certainly had a nice postseason last year. Um, I'm anxious to see how Ryan Nicholson does because he's really impressed in fall camp. Um, who's, who's on the mound that we could go with? Well, you go with the hitters because I'm going with the pitchers. Okay. My, my right. two are um, – Two pitchers returning, Ryan Hagenow, Evan Byers. I think Byers will be in the bullpen. Hagenow may start. He may be a bridge mm-hmm. guy. He may close games for it. I think Ryan Hagenow will have a very similar role to what I did last year, Mr. Everything. Um, and Evan Byers will be a key lefty arm force in the bullpen. Yeah. Those two guys are going to have to pitch like veterans, like guys who have been here for four years for us. And it's not the Travis Mason one-two. It's not a Sunday starter. It's however those two going to pitch. Are they going to lead the pitching staff um, off the field? And can they eat up a good portion of innings in SEC situations that give us a chance to win? I, I think those two will both take steps forward this year, um, but also are going to be big key pieces because it takes more than Mason and Travis mm. on the mound for us. So I'm looking for those two, especially early in the year, to pitch like you know, seniors. Yeah, would love to see it for Hagen out, just given that, you know, he was a guy who we saw the raw talent in immediately upon him getting to campus. Oh, yeah. And he's just, he's kind of been, he's hit some speed bumps, injuries and things like that. So it'd be, it'd be cool to see him be able to put it all together and, and have a year like that. And Byers is someone I've heard a lot of positive things about uh, this off season too. And if he can go from being a guy who faces two hitters at a time to four or five hitters at a time, like that's, that's huge. He could, he could be a guy who, you know, because if you look at the numbers last year on a, on a rate basis, he was awesome, right? It's just you right. know, such a such a limited role, right? So expanding his role a little bit, I, w- I will be interested to see what what he can do. And also okay. off the field, like yep. I was saying, those two leading the new pitchers, like you yep. have four or five transfers who haven't been through an SEC season. Can those two, as seniors, lead mm-hmm. those transfers and be like, hey, you guys can pitch, you are talented enough. You've done it's just baseball, like go out there and play. Um, and leading literally leading the pitching staff. I, I see those two being big keys. We are for the listeners, we're recording this uh ahead of time, but this will be as you're listening to this, you'll be getting ready for Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving, first off, to everybody out there listening. Um, we're gonna do a little this or that. Uh this is that makes it sound like this is something we do all the time, but I literally just came up with this uh, about an hour ago. So <laughs> um so I'm, I'm going to give Darren and Dub a couple of options Thanksgiving related here, and they're going to choose 
which one they would take. A little bit of would you rather, I guess you could put it. Okay. Um, sure. So we will go Darren first, then Dub on all these, just so we we keep it coordinated. A uh, simple one right off the top, the most obvious Thanksgiving question: white meat or dark meat? Darren. Oh, I'm a I'm a white meat guy when it comes to turkey. Dark meat for the turkey. 100%. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the older I get, the more I appreciate dark meat. As a kid, I was more of a white yeah. meat guy, and I think that's because the texture on the dark meat's like a little bit was a little bit too much for me because I was a texture eater as a kid. Um, yeah. So, but the older I get, Gra- the more I appreciate kind of the the fattier dark meat. Gravy on the turkey or no? Oh, absolutely. You've got to have gravy. Have to. Have to. Okay. Uh, yeah, I may or may not have a gravy question for later in this. Let's let's just do it now. Brown <laughs> gravy or white gravy? If it's Thanksgiving, it's got to be brown gravy. Yep. Right, brown that's the turkey gravy. After, yeah, after. Now, if you're, if you're having a chicken fried steak, it's white gravy, right? I mean, that's the. That's right. If you've yeah. got biscuits or something, it's white gravy. Yeah, I don't think okay. Thanksgiving. That's true. That's, yeah. yeah, fair enough. Uh, mac and cheese or mashed potatoes? Ooh, I'm going to lean towards mac and cheese. Can't have both. I know. Right? Absolutely, I'm you can, but. Yeah, okay. we're ripping both. We're ripping both, but definitely more mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. That's right. Mac and cheese has. I feel like mashed potatoes has a higher floor. Mac and cheese has a higher ceiling, and I'm always going to bet on ceiling. Yeah. You know, that's right. You can't, you can't beat some 80 grade mac and cheese. That's right. Yeah. You can't beat. Them. Yeah, yeah. Like I've had some transcendent mac and cheese, but like I don't know how often I've had transcendent mashed potatoes. But they're always mashed potatoes are always pretty good. You know, hard yeah, to right. mess that up. Um, okay, uh, how about uh, green bean casserole versus a broccoli cheese casserole? I'm a hard pass on both. Broccoli cheese casserole. I'm a hard pass. I don't like green beans. Broccoli cheese casserole, though, for sure. I think I would go the same way. I don't really love the creaminess in the green bean casserole. I, I You know, first of all, I'm lactose intolerant, so there's that. But also, mm, like, yeah. it's just, you know, it, it, and if it's too wet, it kind of gets, like, on everything else in the plate. And, you know, it's yeah. one thing if it's gravy. Mm. Like, the gravy is supposed to get on everything on the plate. Right, but I'm right. not a green beans guy ever. Like, never, I could eat green beans. Never, you'll never find green. Just beans. not I'm green bean play. casserole. Okay, fair enough. Okay, um, dessert wise, if I give you pumpkin pie or the field, which one are you taking? I'm on taking th- the field on Thanksgiving or on never. Thanksgiving. Yes, on Thanksgiving. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin pie. Pumpkin I'm taking yeah. the field. Yeah. Okay. So, Darren, if I if I pin you down, what kind of pie are you are you going with? Oh, probably an apple pie. Or a chocolate pie, one of the two. Transparent yeah. tarts, Maysville, Kentucky. McGee's Bakery. Can't beat it. Did you just and do a shameless plug? That is the best. No. Transparent tarts, McGee's Bakery, Maysville, Kentucky. Best dessert ever. If, okay. if, if McGee's Bakery would like to sponsor Kentucky baseball coverage at SEC Extra, D1Baseball.com. Bring it on. We got it. Uh, feel free to contact me, yeah. Joe at D one baseball.com <laughs> free advertising right there, but we are looking for sponsors. Um, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I'm, I would go pumpkin pie. Uh, also do love an apple pie with, especially if you've got like that nice kind of glaze on the top crust. Um, oh yeah. That's, that's when I'm really all in on that. So, okay. Um, <laughs> over under four o'clock is your eating time. So earlier or later. Well, I was when I was growing up, Thanksgiving, we had to eat two meals. We had lunch and dinner, so I'd probably say noon and five. What's your Thanksgiving look like this year? <laughs> well, not to put it out there, but I'll be in the Virgin Islands for Thanksgiving right. this year with or women's you, basketball. Mm-hmm. So, 
what's the Thanksgiving schedule look like? You all play a game and then have a huge Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. That's a good yeah, day. I mean, we we're going to play on Thanksgiving Day, so I guess they'll feed them well afterwards. Yeah. So again, both. Yeah. You know, first plate for our family usually goes around 1 p.m. Yeah. Um, no 5k in the morning. Absolutely not. <laughs> first plate of food. Um, watch the Lions and then Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys got to pass out sometime and then mm-hmm. eat at like 6:37 again. Yeah, I can see that leftover one. Thanksgiving leftovers. Yeah. 5,000 yeah. calories, easy. Yeah. Have easy. To, yeah. Have to. And you the, eat turkey the key, sandwiches the rest of the yeah, week. Yeah, turkey sandwiches yeah. on Black Friday. Yeah, and then by the yeah by the time you roll around to like Sunday, you're so sick of turkey that you just you don't want to eat it again until next Thanksgiving. You're right, you don't eat you're it. Until done. Next Thanksgiving. You're done. You're done. Yeah, yeah. The key with the leftovers for me is is if you've had rolls or cornbread, is to be able mm-hmm. to use that as a bun for the turkey. So I'll do like little mini like mm-hmm. sandwiches, like kind of sliders. There you go. That's my play, no, have, especially like the Hawaiian rolls. Before. Might have to try that. Yeah, give yeah. it a give it a go. It's a good receptacle yeah. for the turkey. Uh, it's funny you guys bring up football. Um, I was going to ask if, if you only picked one, would you rather be stuck watching the Lions game or the Cowboys game? Well, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'll go Cowboys. Okay, all right, that's easy for Darren. <laughs> Darren just told on himself. Yeah, I did. My um, my old roommate at Kentucky the last two years, Tyler Bosma, diehard Lions fan. He's from Michigan, so I'll have to go with the Lions. There's I. So much Cowboys just get thrown down mm. on the roads, man. Like Tony Romo's calling the, the game. The America's game. team. Dude, the Bengals are America's team. All right. Not outside <laughs> of Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I'm um, going to go with the Lions. Fair, fair enough. I, I kind of figured that what that question really boils down to, and, and obviously Darren is accepted from this because he's a Cowboys fan, but for non-Cowboys fans, it kind of feels like you want to watch the Cowboys game if you if you want to watch them lose, or if you're just so sick of them you don't want to see them anymore. You choose the Lions game. I feel like that was that's yeah. really yeah. a choice there. So I mean, I'm it's going to be on the TV, but I'm sick of them. Oh, for sure. Like, I, yeah, I'll watch. I'm watching all of them, but you know, yeah, you were forced to. They're just going to um, lose in the divisional. Well, they're round not again. losing this year. They play the Commanders, but they're going to so, lose in the divisional it, round again. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So lose to San Francisco or Philly every single year. Uh, third game this year, by the way, 49ers and the Seahawks is the uh, the third okay. game this year, which okay. is, you know, that's, yeah, that's not yeah, a couple of interesting teams there. Yeah. Okay. Final one here, fellas. If you, if you had to do one or the other, would you rather cook or clean after Thanksgiving? Cook. I'm cook. Co- I'm a cook. Yeah. Cook. I'm, okay. I'm good on the cleaning. Yeah. Same. I think, I think I'm same, although it is a big, a time commitment, right? The cleaning you could probably right. knock out in an hour if you're really getting after it. So right. that that's the flip side there. About but... On Thanksgiving, I, yeah. you don't want me cooking the Thanksgiving dinner. I'll leave that to mom and my aunt. Yeah, I'll be in the living room. Yeah, snoozing. Uh, right. Yeah. Or in I this case, uh, I might have to clean on Thanksgiving. In this case, maybe Darren will actually be sipping a a post game mai tai on the beach and uh, maybe, the Virgin yeah. maybe eating some maybe. jerk chicken. Not, of, not a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not a bad day at all. Probably Darren. Hedrick wins Thanksgiving this year. I think that's a runaway. But uh, I'll tweet all... you guys a picture. Yeah, on the beach. On the beach. Thanks. Definitely. Yeah, appreciate that. Uh, through through gritted <laughs> through gritted teeth, I I will say I appreciate you, Darren. Um, all right, fellas, I appreciate you joining us. Um, it was good to kind of chop it up with you guys. A couple couple Darrens on the podcast cutting it up. Um, that'll do it for this edition of Highway to Hoover. But first, I will let you guys. I will clear out the paint and toss you the ball. And let one or both of you just plug whatever you want to plug, plug your podcast, plug social media handles, 
whatever you guys want to do, go. You know what? We'd love for people to listen to Behind Kentucky Baseball. We, we have so much fun doing it, and you can do that by going to any one of the podcast players, whether it's Apple or Spotify. Free subscription, free downloads, free listens. Give us a, a subscribe. Hit that subscribe button for us. And of course, you can find us on the X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it these days. I'm at Darren underscore Hedrick, and you are? I think it's Dub underscore Williams 24. That sounds right. Yeah, I don't know if it's Dub Williams 24 or Dub underscore Williams 24, but one of those on X. But yeah, find me there. check out our podcast and give us a follow on the X. Uh, d- just quick, quick uh, thing, Dub. You're gonna have to if you're gonna be in the media game, you're gonna have to clean that up. We're gonna have to clean that yeah, up a little bit. Yeah, you got to know the handle, that in, dude. Yeah. Especially how much I'm on Twitter, man. At, at, yeah, X. It sucks. It sucks you in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I again, uh, yeah. Go, go find the Behind Kentucky Baseball podcast. These guys do do an excellent job. Um, wonderful dudes. Always cool to hang out with them in Lexington or wherever I run into them. So, looking forward to doing that again in the 2024 season. Once again, that'll do it for this edition of Highway to Hoover. Um, thank you, Darren and Dub, again for joining me. Thank you, the listener, for listening. We'll talk to y'all soon. The Highway to Hoover podcast is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. That, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Let's go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com.